I find that one of the biggest reasons that people struggle in this business is because it's either A, it's either not enough activity or B, mm-hmm. not done consistently enough, right? Yep. And so when you combine massive activity with massive consistency, amazing things can happen. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azreia.org. Hello, hello, hello. We love Equity Real Estate family. We have another great show and another great episode on today. We'll be talking about all things wholesaling and cold calling. And I have a very special guest that definitely has the intrinsic value that he's going to provide for you today on what you need to do, how to set systems up, how to use systems, how to manage your team. We got a power pack episode today. So we got a lot of stuff we got to cram in here. So I want to welcome today a very special guest. His name is Chris Logan. How are you doing today, Chris? Great, Marcus. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. I'm excited about the, the podcast. Excellent. Excellent, man. So tell me, give us a little bit of background about you. How to, what did you do prior to real estate? Yeah. So like I said, my name is Chris Logan. When I first got into real estate, I've always been in sales positions my entire life. And what I was doing before real estate is I was working for a marketing agency and mainly that marketing agency, they wouldn't provide me with any leads or anything like that. So I had to go drum up all my own opportunity for the most part. And so what I would do to generate opportunities, I would cold call right? Cold call prospects, business owners to see if they like help with their marketing and and getting them more visible online. And then the second thing is I would do door to door. So when I was out of my appointments, I would be going door to door, doing cold entrances into businesses and kind of getting in the front door. So I've always been in sales um, my entire life. And, you know, one of the one weekend I was at my wife's apartment back before we were married, we were a boyfriend and girlfriend and I was at her apartment mm-hmm. and I was checking my email one day. And while I was checking my email, I saw kind of like a banner ad pop up for Robert Kiyosaki coming to Tampa. Right. Okay. And so at that point, it just kind of hit me at the right time because I had uh, just read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so I told Heather, I said, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in real estate. I've always had an interest in it. And I'm just never knew where to start. This event's coming to town. I don't want to go by myself. Would you go with me? Right. And so she said, yes. So to make a long story short, we went to the event totally, you know, blew me away. Obviously Robert Kiyosaki wasn't there. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but just the, the concepts and information they shared at a very surface base level was just so interesting to me. So we took the next step, went to a three-day boot camp, and that's where they kind of revealed wholesaling, right? They okay. showed you all the different types of ways you can make money in real estate, they put them up on a, on a whiteboard. And when I saw wholesaling that you needed really like no money, no credit to get started with it. Cause I was bouncing back from my own setback at that time. And uh, I was like, man, I am all into this. And Heather and I looked at each other and we're just like, this is what we need to be doing. But how long, how long, ago, how long ago was that, Chris? Uh, that was probably, I want to say it was roughly about nine, probably nine years ago. Okay. Nine years ago, maybe eight years ago. And so it didn't come without some challenge though, because a lot of people think you go out and you take a real estate course and you're just going to go out there and instantly get a deal. It took me six months to get our first deal under contract. So we got our first deal and it wasn't even a large one. It was like 4,000 bucks, but we were just so excited uh, to get the deal under contract is now we had proof of concept. And when it closed, we were just excited. And then somehow for some reason, after you get your first deal, like 
if you continue consistent actions, like the next deal is kind of like right around the corner and then you find the next one and then you find the next one. So that's how we got started. Okay. So you didn't have immediate success. Definitely. You know, it took you six months. It took me a little bit longer. It took me like nine months to get my first deal. And we always Mm -hmm. tell people that, you know, sometimes there are some fast learners. You can get out there and you just happen to hit the right seller at the right time and you get a deal in, you know, two months, three months. But normally, you know, from all of the people that I talk to, it's six to 12 months. So what did you do psychologically to keep yourself motivated during that time from, you know, that first Robert Kiyosaki event all the way to that first deal closing? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that I made an investment and I made an investment with someone that I cared about too. So my my wife and I, we became business partners, right? Mm -hmm. And she and I were kind of like newly dating at that point, right? And I didn't want to let her down, right? And at the same time, I didn't want to let myself down because now in front of her, I've committed. I said, I'm going to do this thing and come heck or high water, it's going to happen. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of talk online about people like, oh, just learn for free. Don't pay a guru or coach or whatever. whatever. Go to YouTube University. Well, that's fine for like maybe 1% of people, right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't value their time enough to take it as far as you need to take it to be successful if there's no capital investment up front. That's why I'm Absolutely. really, really big in paying for education. I think it's huge. It's not just to line some pockets of somebody else or when people pay me for coaching, it's not just to line my pockets, it's to get that commitment so they stick in there long enough to see the success that they truly desire, right? So that yep. was really, that was my thing. I, I just had this mental thing where I was just like, you know, I I don't want to work for someone for the rest of my life. I want to create my own dream. I want to create my own lifestyle. I want to do what everybody's preaching about all these late night infomercials (laughs) in the books and everything that Robert said, right? Like I want to, I want to have that, right? Because I feel like I can do it, you know? And I think back to a lot of the sales positions I did. And I was like, man, those were hard too. Some of them took me you know, three to six months to fully learn before I hit my stride. So if I do it working for someone else, why wouldn't I do it for myself? True. So true. that's, that's kind of what got me to push through. Okay, great, great. And you know what, and a lot of people just don't understand that you need that long runway sometimes, just to build up momentum and, and take flight. So yeah, man, great story, great story. So tell us about that first deal, man. How did you find it? And what was it? Were you nervous doing it? Kind of give us the story of that first deal. Yeah. So the first deal, it was, it was done. So, so I'll share with you the first deal that I did, and then I'll share with you the first one that went through. So there's a okay. property we first put under contract. So the, the first one we put under contract was not the first deal that actually closed. Okay. So we put a property under contract and it came by networking with someone that was a client at the time, right? For the uh, marketing company that I was a part of, right? And uh, basically it was a property that was in this really, really desirable part of town because I didn't know about areas you should market to, areas you shouldn't market to, right? So I was just like, okay, they say put a property under contract. So this is a property, I'm gonna put it under contract, right? So, but this this type of area we would never target today in our business. There's like multi-million dollar houses in this this area. There's, you know, it's, it's just that it's not the typical area that you wholesale in, right? But I was determined and this lady said she had a property she wanted to sell. So I said, okay, well, you know, I'm buying, you know, so if, if you're interested in selling, let's, let's talk about numbers. So I talked to you about numbers and I put the property under contract. I didn't have a buyer at the time. I had no idea how I was going to sell it. I just knew that I was going to sell it, right? And it was kind of funny because in wholesaling, you know, when you go to sell a property that you have under contract, you don't say, you don't tell people what your contract price, your buyers, what your contract price is, and then tell them the assignment fee on top. So what I was doing is I was like, I was pouring this property, like a real, like a, like a real estate agent. Right. And I was showing people through the property and I was basically telling them, yeah, you can buy this property for, you know, for 520 or for 720, whatever it was at the time, but you have to pay me 30,000 in order to do that. So that's kind of like, it's paying that 30 gives you the, the, the option to be able to pick up the property 720. This doesn't make sense. (laughs) <laughs> so, so that one, make a long story short, that one fell through and didn't go through, but I did okay. more research. I dove, dove into coaching a little bit more and I, f- I figured out how to do it. 
And so the next property we found was through a bandit sign. And again, not the typical type of area that we would target, but there was a bandit sign, seller called us. Very, very nice couple had us come over to their house. We sat on the couch in their living room with them and basically talked through the property, Heather and I did. And we we put the property under contract. And then from there, went marketed like heck to find a buyer. I was putting out bandit signs to find buyers. Okay. I was going on Facebook at the time, trying to find buyers. And I just remember it was such a struggle. I had to get like three extensions with the seller, but I was like, there's no way I'm dropping this deal. The last one didn't go through, this one is going through. <laughs> Come heck or high water. We had crazy, awkward situations with buyers. Everything you could possibly think of that could happen and go wrong with a deal, it went wrong with that one. Buyer beat us up on the price. We had no idea the type of property we had under contract. And we only made 4,000. Today, we'd probably make 35,000, right? Wow. But just back then, not knowing what we knew, made 4,000. Yep. And we were just happy to get our deal done. And that's that's important. I mean, yes, on that first deal, you're going to jump through a lot of hoops. I mean, I, I have a similar story where put a deal under contract in a, in a very nice neighborhood. And I ended up losing 5k on it. And it was like my second deal and it really hurt, but I learned from it, made that money back and everything like that, but we learned from it. So tell me, you really hit on location there because you mm -hmm. said, Hey, this is a location. Now we normally would market to what's the difference in location and why is that important for our listeners? Yeah. Great question. So one of the things that we try to target in the wholesaling business. So our primary exit strategy for real estate is wholesale. Some people renovate properties, some people, you know, buy rentals, but I feel like regardless of which type of strategy, like you have to know the type of property that either is going to sell quickly if you're going to renovate it, the type of area is going to rent quickly if you're going to buy it to rent it out. And if you're going to wholesale it, where are cash buyers buying? Where are the most cash mm -hmm. buyers buying in your area? You have to know these things, right? So you can target the right type of property, don't waste marketing dollars and things like that. So the type of property as a wholesaler that we want is the type of property that everybody else wants, right? Okay. So for instance, in our market, the type of property that everybody else wants is like a property that has an after repaired value of $350,000 or less. Those move fast. You can go up to okay. half a million and those properties will still move. But the problem is since you're going above, you're going above an area, a range that a lot of hard money lenders, at least at the time we first started, wouldn't fund up to, if you go up to half a million, there's a ton of hard money lenders that'll fund that today, yep. but your buyer pool just slims down because it's a more expensive property. The renovations are more expensive. So at that point you need a more sophisticated buyer, someone that's done it several times. It's not mm -hmm. just the guy that's trying to renovate his first deal. So we like right. targeting properties that are 350 K and less after repaired value, because the guy coming to us saying, Hey, I'm looking, I'm excited to get into real estate and I'm looking to do my first renovation. What do you have? He can get it. The type of person that says, you know what? I'm looking to get a buy a rental he can do it. And mm -hmm. that's the main types of properties that sell fast. So that's, that's, we want to target what everybody else wants as okay. a wholesaler. That's good. That's good. So you, you definitely know the landscape of where all of the buyer activity is, and that's being done through research. I and mean, some mm -hmm. of the research that you use is, you know, I, I know you have your own platform, but what are some of the, some of the research that you use in order to find where that buyer mm -hmm. activity is? Yeah, so there's uh, two sites that we use to do a lot of research. Zillow, believe it or not, it's a free site, but you can. There's a lot of good information, good data on mm -hmm. Zillow when it comes to price ranges. So if okay. you're thinking of targeting a certain zip code, you can plug that into Zillow. And if you see properties that are like five hundred thousand or more, million dollars or more, you kind of know what to expect out of that area when you're going to market to that, right? But what we do is we go to uh, ListSource.com, okay. and if you go to ListSource, you can create a free account. And basically there's a way that you can go on there and you can select the area that you want to re do research mm -hmm. on, right? So whether it's a state, whether it's a county, whatever the case may be, zip code, right? Probably want to do by county. And then before you purchase the list at the end, there's a way to, to, to see what zip codes are in that and are, have the most selling volume over the last 90 days. Right. Oh, perfect. And yep. so it's a little, little tricky. You have to get in there and play around with it, but we just take that, put it into an Excel spreadsheet. And then we find, we target the zip codes that have the most volume, you know, and we do a little research on those zip codes before we move forward. But this can also be done a lot easier just by asking other wholesalers in your market. Hey, what, what, what zip codes are really kicking off for you or talking to your yep. buyers? Hey, you know, what areas are you looking to buy the most? That's how we established our first criteria for our buyers and put together our first round of marketing was we talk with our buyers and we said, Hey, 
you know, what areas do you guys want to buy in? And they said, well, I'm looking to buy in this area, this area, and this area. Right. Yep. And so when they told us that, that was our criteria. That was your focus. <laughs> That's the easiest thing I can tell people getting started. Right. Is that if you go to your buyers and you just ask them, they will give you all the information you want to know. They'll leave, some of them will even like share a screen with you and they'll go through specific areas, not here, but here. But I would just say like, you know, keep your criteria pretty loose in the beginning and just tighten it up with the experience as you go. We were way too tight with our criteria in the very beginning. Okay. So I would just That's say, good to know. Good information. Good information, guys. So listen to Chris on that. You can go to listsource.com. There's a way that you can go in there and see the buyer activity. So mm -hmm. Chris, I really appreciate you giving that, that tidbit and that nugget. So now mm -hmm. I've been knowing you for a little bit here and I know that your marketing strategy is mainly cold calling. Tell us yep. why cold calling and let's kind of get into the nuts and bolts about that. Sure. So um, the reason for cold calling is because it's just what I've been, it's what I know, you know, working for all these uh, sales companies in the past, I feel like it was kind of building me up to be the person I needed to be to have success with this channel. When we finally branched off into our real estate business, we started out doing direct mail and we were sending like 30,000 pieces a month and the return on investment and the high overhead, it just made it very difficult for us to scale that. Mm -hmm. So we took a, took a bet, we, we took a gamble and we said, we're going to shut that off and we're just going to do cold calling. Right. And so I started picking up the phone and calling myself. Once I okay. saw we got our first several properties under contract, I was like, we need to scale this out. And we hired a team of VAs to uh, dial for us. And that's what we have now today. We have okay. a team of uh, 10 people. And okay. I basically trained someone to oversee that team. So it's completely automated, right? But cold calling because you can reach the seller faster. You're gotcha. not waiting on a call back from a mailer, right? Gotcha. You're picking up the phone and making contact. And that's, that's really what we do. So now with your VAs, because you went out, you said, Hey, we're going to hire a team of VAs. Did you train the VAs or did you outsource the training or did you go to a company and say, okay, here's $5,000 a month. I need 10 VAs to work, you know, so many hours a week. Yeah. So I think in order to know what in order, in order to know how to train someone, you have to do it yourself just so you can have the experience to be able to gauge, are they being successful with their, their activity, right? And so I started off by calling myself and then I was able to train my first two. And then from there, me being impatient, I was like, this is going too slow. I need to yep. go faster, right? <laughs> and so I hired, I called this company up. They were referred by somebody and I just hired 10 people right out of the gate. And I was like, hire 10 people. And it was a monstrous failure the first two months and I must have gone through that entire team probably at least 10 times, right? Wow. And then finally on the third month, I finally found the right callers and, 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 and I just did a little bit of networking. And by that third month, we had 22 properties under contract and it was all from cold. So let me, wow, that's, that's a lot. So what was the prior cold callers doing wrong that the new cold callers were doing right? What I found is that the type of callers that you want are the types of callers that sound like they're from your area, right? Okay. And they're sort of familiar with the culture over here, right? Because okay. people use sarcasm here in the States. And if you're not from the States, understanding sarcasm can be a little difficult. The English language is very, very complex. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for anyone that has to learn it, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, so what they were doing different. So I would look for callers where their primary language or secondary language was English, okay. right? Some of them were even from the States. So I look for people that are what's called expats, people that used to live here in the States, but now they're living abroad or people that have family that live in the States. So they understand the culture and all that because that's super important. And that just translates into the quality of the calls that they have, how well they're able to have, how the, the rapport they're able to build with the sellers, how well they're able to run your scripts and so on. Okay. All right. Perfect. 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 Okay. So you, you went from zero in the first two months to 22 in that, that third month. And this was all just from training those VAs. Was there anything different with your list from the first two months to the third month? I don't think there was anything really different with our list. One big change we made was we split up the responsibilities in our business right? Okay. So initially Heather and I were going on every single appointment together because I felt 
weird having her go on appointments by herself, especially in some of the areas we were going into the houses. Yep. Just from a protective standpoint, as a husband, I want to make sure that she was fine, even when she was my girlfriend back when, mm-hmm. right? So um, a big game changer for us was when we said, we each have our own unique strengths and abilities. So we, we need to, we have our own unique ability, right? And so we need to divide and conquer, right? And what I found was that Heather was much better at acquisitions than I was, right? Okay. And that I was much better at dispositions and marketing than she was, right? Just, we recognize that's where our strength. We can both do both, but each person has like their natural strengths and abilities that they kind of lean into, right? Mm-hmm. So when we had those 22 properties on a contract, Heather was the only one doing acquisitions at that point. She was out wow. locking up all these properties, some over the phone, some in person with sellers. And it was just amazing. I was handling the marketing because we divide up the responsibilities I could be more consistent with what I was doing and she could be more consistent with what she was doing. And we could both excel together because I find that one of the biggest reasons that people struggle in this business is because it's either a, it's either not enough activity, right. Or B mm-hmm. not enough, enough activity, uh, not done consistently enough. Gotcha. Right. Yep. And so when you combine massive activity with massive consistency, amazing things can happen. Okay. So you guys separated the, the workforce, basically you, you had Heather doing all the acquisitions. You focused mainly on the, on the marketing side, marketing, marketing marketing and dispositions. And then at that time, you guys had how many cold callers? 10, 10 cold callers. So you're supervising all 10. Now I know from listening to you before, you said something mm-hmm. very key. You guys do like a morning meeting every morning with your cold callers? Yes. So one of the things that we do, well, now my, my call center manager, so my, my, uh, the guy that used to be my team lead, he was my top caller. I promoted him to being the call center manager. And so mm-hmm. now he holds all those meetings. So back when I was the manager and I was managing the team, what I would do is I would have a meeting with them on Monday. I'd have a meeting okay. with my team lead on Monday. And then we would meet with the rest of the cold call team. Well, we do two types of meetings. We do what are called one-on-ones where we meet with each cold caller, right? And talk with them and find out what issues they struggled with for the past week, areas they excelled, what can they do more of, what they can eliminate, right? And then we would also do a group training on Wednesdays and Fridays. So Monday was our one-on-ones, Wednesday was our group trainings, and then Fridays was also group trainings. So that's, that's that's, that's how we did the training for the longest time. And then when I promoted my guy, he became the call center manager. Now I just have one meeting a week with him. And then he maintains that schedule with the callers. And then in your meetings, are you guys just reviewing prior calls or kind of what's, and I know each meeting is different, but Mm -hmm. what is kind of like the main thing that you're trying to glean from those meetings? Yeah. So the main thing that we're looking for is areas of opportunity. So is there an agent that's just crushing it on the phone, delivering more leads than anybody else? Can we give them more hours, right? That's something we're looking for. Number two, the second thing we're looking for is what areas of lost opportunity is there, right? Are they handling the calls the right way? But lastly, and probably one of the most important is are they following the script? I feel like callers in a lot of ways can be like cattle, right? So so Mm -hmm. they're all running in a separate direction, but they need the farmer to come in behind him and be like, Whoa, come on guys, let's, let's get it together. Let's get it together. Right. So, so I think that because everybody wants to go off and do their own thing, they all want to row in a different direction, but the key is, is bring them all together. So they all work together and they all are running the same process because you can't scale. Something isn't scalable. Not everybody is running the same process. If everybody's running their own process or their own version of the script, you can throw the numbers out the window because you're not going to be able to track it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's very, very important is for everybody to follow the same script. That way you can see who's the leader and who's the lagger. You got demographics you can look at. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Let's see, where do I want to go from here? Tell me, so when you're working with these VAs and you're having these meetings, how do you know when you need to fire or hire somebody new? Let's so, so let's, 
let's make it so the person that that don't understand they're they're hiring their first VA, what should they look for? I know you talked about like the expatriates and everything like that, but after they got someone in there, what are some of the key metrics that you're looking at to make sure, okay, this is a good team team person or, hey, you know what? This person is not going to work out. Yeah. So, you know, one of the biggest things is keeping, first of all, everybody needs to have a number. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to be accountable for a number, right? Because if everybody's accountable for a number, then it's easy to hold them accountable to the activity. Okay. Right. And if they don't have a number and you don't know what you're holding them accountable to, you're going off of feelings and feelings, you can't scale feelings. Right. right? So, So, So give us, give us an example of like just one hypothetical number. Is it number sure. of dials, number of leads? One of the, the main thing that we look at is leads per week. We've got our numbers kind of dialed in so much now where I, I know how many leads per week uh, a cold caller can submit, qualifying the leads the way our team does, right? Okay. And so for us, what's acceptable is five leads per week per cold caller, right? So where we what we used to do in the very beginning is if someone was on their first week, and they didn't hit five, five leads that week, the next week, they had an opportunity to get back on track. But if it didn't look like they were going to get back on track and they were only submitting one lead and it was like by Thursday of that week, then we, we cut them and we move okay. on. Because I feel like how people start is how they're going to finish. Now, gotcha. if they're showing signs of progress, so let's say they have a desire to learn, they're hungry, and there's just some, some things that you can fix right? Like maybe it's how they're going about the script. Maybe it's, maybe it's the hours they're calling. You can test different timeframes, which see, which makes more sense and you get the better results in your market. Right. But I always tell my call center manager, like you can't teach drive. True. Very true. Right. So if they have an internal problem, I can help them with the external things, right? Training, mm-hmm. you know, script training, role-playing, those types of things. We can help them with that but I can't help them with the intangible things and you can't teach drive. So because of that, if they don't look like they're driven or they're putting the effort or they're not even doing the minimum expectation of what I know is possible for them, then we just save, save both of each other's times and just say, Hey, it's time to move on. Gotcha. Okay. And then because you have those metrics dialed in, it's easy for you to look through and say, okay, this person is the lagger. We need to have a one-on-one conversation with them meeting and then make a determination. Okay. Yeah. Cause if they're, if they're not following the script, they're not submitting the amount of leads they need to submit and the leads they do submit are not very good quality. Then there's some training that needs to take place in there. But at the same time, it's also, it's also taking a look at how motivated is this person? Does this person want to be successful at this? Or is this just something they look at like punching a clock and go home? Cause it's not that type gotcha. of position. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you said five leads per week, you're trying to make sure your VAs target around how many calls are they doing in order to hit that five leads per week? Dude, that's a great question. Because if people were single dialing numbers, right? Like using, just picking up the phone and hand dialing all of them, it's it's easier to to give you a number like that. Mm -hmm. But our guys are on a dialer. We do have- Zen call, right? Interested in a discount on- ready mode, the dialer that we use, we'll post a a link to the bottom of this to where, you know, you can get it for typically it's like $150 per person that you have on your team. We're going to reduce that for you down to like $99. So, but you want to make sure you're hundred percent ready to sign up before you sign up. It's kind of my agreement with the company that when you go to the link and you, you tell them that you're going to move forward, that you're going to, you're ready to move forward. Just let me know if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. We'll post some contact information. Okay. And that's readymode.com. And I'll make sure I have the link that you give me, Chris, and put it in the uh, show notes. Sure. Yep. So, so with ready mode, you know, it really depends. The, the call volume really depends on the dialer speed because it can go really fast. Okay. okay. So, but typically what I found is 5,000 dials per week is what a rep is capable of doing within a 20 hour work week. And okay. so that's, that's just a rule of thumb, like five, 5,000, roughly 5,000 dials. And gotcha. it sounds like a lot, but it goes by really quick. Cause remember that dial, you're not sitting there hand dialing all those that's automatically running in the background. So, okay. So just so everybody understand if you're getting started and you're using a dialer, like with ready mode that Chris suggested, you have your VA going, 
they're pulling in minimum five leads per week and they're doing a minimum of 5,000 calls per week. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. So guys, Chris is giving you some benchmarks right here. So if you're getting into cold calling, these are some of the benchmarks you need to look at and you can understand, you know, if you're hitting the mark or if you're below the mark. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, absolutely. So Chris, let's take a brief break hear a word from my sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll dig in some more about cold calling. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with 100% coverage across the U.S. PropString provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. All right, guys, we are back with Chris Logan based out of Tampa, Florida, but he's working multiple markets and we're talking about cold calling and wholesaling on today. So he already gave us some benchmarks and some metrics. Well, right now we want to talk about the list that he's using in order to have his VAs to call on. So kind of what are some of the lists that you're pulling, some of the demographics that you're pulling, you know, in order to get these five leads a week? Sure, sure. So first of all, there's a lot of different types of lists that you can call on. And many people overcomplicate this. People are like, oh, I'm sending direct mail to these lists, but what list should I cold call on? Well, it's the Mm -hmm. exact same list, right? So that's the thing I would just say, you just got to pick a list and hit it. They all work. There's just some work better than others. Some can get you larger assignment fees or larger profits than others. And you just have to pick one, get started, and then kind of go from there. But I would say, you know, one of the lists that's been extremely profitable for us is uh, a list that we that's manually put together from like driving for dollars, right? That list is probably one of the most profitable lists for us. And it was so profitable that I ended up coming up with a software platform that helps our company and it helps other investors put together a huge, massive list of those types of leads without having to do any of the driving yourself, right? Because investors, when they're just getting started or if they're seasoned and they have companies that they have people working for them, nobody has time to do that. And it's the wrong activity to be focused on. We got to be focusing on leads and deals. That's it, right? The software uh, that I have is actually called Flip Team. And okay. if you want to check it out, you can go to flipteam.io or we're going to post a link in the bottom where um, it'll take you to a free training that we have where you can kind of go look into it, kind of see how it works and how it can work for, for you and your market. And basically what it does, is it automates everything. It helps you build a massive team of people to bring you these types of leads on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And to where now you can just kind of pick up the phone and talk to all these people. It's a business in a box. We give you the scripts. We show you how to run numbers on the properties. It has the the calculators. So if you've never run numbers on a deal before, you can know exactly what to look for. Very simple, uh, red light, green light type of system. And that's been one of the best lists for us and gives us our largest spreads. I think we locked up two properties this past week from it. That's going to bring in right around like $50,000 in assignment fees. So highly recommend checking it out. We'll have a link posted below this. Okay. Perfect. So, perfect. Yep. Outside of that list, another list that works really well for us. Now, this is a type of list that will plug into a dialer with a flip team system. You don't need a dialer. You just pick up the phone and call them because they're just such high quality leads. But with, if we're going to use a dialer with callers, like we mentioned before, you know, you're going to need a much bigger list to call on. And so with that yep. absentee lists have worked great for us. Okay. You know, it's not a, not a big shocker to a lot of people as far as like, Oh, what absentee list works, right? Because it's a very popular type of a list, mm-hmm. but the market cycle we're in right now, paying attention to that and yep. the fact that we're near the top, right? And so this is a time where landlord investors are wanting to cash out, right? They're yep. wanting to sell their properties. They buy low and they sell high. So absentee lists have been one of the best lists that we've targeted outside of the list that we put together through Flip Team. We manually dial those, but the absentee lists, we run those through the dialer because they're, they're huge lists. They can be like 
30,000, 40,000 records, but just, it doesn't matter how big of a list you start with, whether it's a thousand, 500, just pick up the phone and start dialing and make contact. That's the biggest thing. Make contact with these sellers. You can't get your first deal under contract unless you're making, making contact. Okay. Now, Chris, I'm going to be selfish in this podcast right here because I have a personal question that I want to ask you about your, about your list and everything like that. So guys, just take a minute. This is self-serving. I'm going to be completely honest and transparent. So what happens when you kind of burn through that list? When you're going through that list, say you pull a list for, you know, 40,000 people and you burn through that list and you're like, okay, I don't know what other area to go to. Sure. Sure. So a lot of people um, get this wrong with a dialer, right? People will load a list up there, they'll go through it and they'll hit the end of it. And then just like you said, they're like, what do I do? Right? So there's settings that you can have on a dialer. And that's what I like about Zencall is mm-hmm. basically, which is now ready mode, not to confuse people. Yeah, no, um, I, I still say Zencall all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been using it for the last like four, four years or so. And so it's, it's hard for me to transition to that too. So, but there's settings in there that you can have, like if someone's not interested now, you can have them taken out of your list and the dialer will automatically put those people back into your list after a period of time. That's one of the biggest things people do is they call through the list. And like, for instance, someone that's not interested, he'll stay not interested and it'd be taken out from the list yeah. and then never gets put back. And so you do reach the end of the list. But if you're constantly uploading new lists to that dialer, right? And Mm -hmm. you have these rules set in place that the dialer will run with, which you can get these set up easily just by calling the dialer company. They'll they'll tell you how to set it up. You should never really run out of leads. Like there's lists that we've called on like 15 times, 20, 30 times, right? Now we're not calling 30 times back to back, right? Right, We're we're loading a list, we're calling it, we're moving on to another list, calling it, calling another one. And then we're cycling in a new one and then kind of going from there. So you always have fresh leads to call on, but that's the biggest thing that people make a mistake with when it comes to calling is if someone's not interested, they'll add them to the do not call list and they'll never call them again. And as we've seen in this market, deal that didn't work for you in January will work for you in March. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just based on appreciation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you guys for being patient. Thank you for answering that. Because that's one of the issues that we were having. Complete transparency. We use Ready Mode. Thanks to thanks to you, Chris. You know, I was introduced to Ready Mode and we use it faithfully. And that's one of the issues that we were having was, okay, we go through a list. We upload a list of 10,000, 5,000, 20,000. We get through that list and we're down to 1% list health. And it's like, okay, time to pull another list. And I didn't know about the settings where you can go in and, you know, if they say do not call that you can add them back in, you know, after a few months or so. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Yep. We actually, um, we've, we've hired a lot of people to help us out with this. And I've spent entire Saturdays before just digging into the dialer, right? Trying to figure out what's not working or what's working. How can we make it work better? Or why isn't this thing happening? And why is that? And I think it's that, that curiosity that digging in, like going back, you asked like, you know, what got me to our first deal, right? Like what was the mental thing that got me through? Like I view myself like on a journey, right? That I'm, I'm constantly learning. And if a property if a seller says no to an offer or I wasn't able to sell a property or we're not getting contracts one month or whatever the case may be, I always look at those things as learning opportunities. I say, okay, the way I did that didn't work. Noted. Never going to do it again, right? Let's try this next thing. And it's just about tweaking small knobs, right? And just figuring out, you know, if it didn't work last time, I'm not going to repeat that same mistake. I'm not going to repeat that same mistakes. A lot of people, especially people just getting started, they will bang their head against the brick wall so many times and they just continue to like, man, this really hurts. This is terrible, right? But they continue mm-hmm. to do it because yep. they they don't change. They don't see things that, that, that they need to see. And I think it's best. And I think the reason this happens is because people get into the weeds, right? They're in their business in the, in the weeds and they're just focusing on activity. I believe Abe Lincoln said, if I'm gonna ch- chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first several hours sharpening my ax, right? Yep. So many people 
are taking an axe and they're just smacking the tree, right? Yep. And they're like, why isn't this thing coming down, right? But their axe is so dull, right? Whereas if they would sit down, get up out of their environment, go to a Starbucks, go to a Panera, sit down wherever, just somewhere outside of their environment where they can think with a clear mind and they could say, okay, this wasn't working. How do I fix it? Like, yep. it's amazing what just simply even getting outside your environment will do for you. Because I've so had true. that over times where I've, I've hammered something for months in a row and I'm like, this is crazy. And then Heather's like, you got to step away. And I'm like, step away. Yep. That way, that way you can step back and you can, you can vision and you can see the whole thing versus being so in it where you only uh, focus on that one specific aspect. Yeah. Even people that are like driving for dollars, I'll go back to using that example. A lot of people drive for dollars and they're like, why am I not converting deals? Right. It's because they're spending 90% of their time in the car finding properties and then something life gets in the way where they can't call on them or they don't market to them consistently or whatever the case may be. And that's why we created that flip team system where it helps people get them out of the driver's seat, focusing on leads and deals with sellers and um, just really on what matters most. And that's what I try to do with, with even when I'm coaching people on things, I'm helping them like run their days more efficiently so they can get more juice out of it and they can, you know, have a better shot at achieving what they want. Because a lot of times it's, it's not the thing that you're doing doesn't work. It's just how you're going about doing it. And if you just change that, like you can change the game. Sounds great, Chris, man. I really appreciate you being on the show. But before we go, man, I really want you to kind of dig into Flip Team. I want to give you some sure. time right here to kind of really talk to us about it. You know, for those who may be interested in starting, you know, a campaign of, assistance going out driving for them doing some driving for dollars kind of walk us through i know you have a webinar and we're going to make sure we add that to the to the show notes but just kind of walk us through you know kind of starting out building the team what do they do yeah sure so when a new user onboards onto our system basically what happens is they're given marketing where they can use to attract property locators as we call them and those property locators are going to start signing up in volume right? Just based upon the training that we provide, it's, it's the best training in the industry, I'm convinced. And it's going to start tracking these people in volume. And what we typically find is within 24 hours of them onboarding, they start, submit, they start submitting leads, right? Hmm. So once the leads come in, the system will then automatically start to market to those leads. So the sellers start calling you. And then when wow. the sellers start calling you, you use the scripts that we provide to turn those leads into contracts uh, and close your first deal. And the cool thing is, even if you've never done your first deal, we've been including training on how to wholesale, you know, how to do assignments, how to double close, all that stuff. So you're not left with anything, nothing's left off the table that you would need to be able to close deals with it. And so that's the biggest thing. So we're not focusing on having our users drive around and find properties. What we're doing is having our users focus on growing a team. And okay. if they can grow a team, you know, they can accomplish infinitely more doing that than they can on their own. And so we, we give them everything. I like to call it kind of a business in a box okay. because whether you haven't done a deal before or you're, you've tried driving for dollars before and it, and, it, and it didn't work out, this is a completely new way to approach it. We're not doing the same things people have tried in the past. We're doing it completely different. We're helping them grow a team and helping them okay. leverage that team in their time so they can basically close more deals in less time. And perfect, that's, perfect. that's really what it's all about. Okay. So make sure we get the uh, webinar link. That way we can add yep. that so people can look at it and see, because yeah, driving for dollars is definitely time consuming, but if you Very can build a, a team that can drive for dollars for you and submit leads that make it a lot easier, that way you can focus on, let me analyze these deals and get offers out. Because what, what me and my partner always say is the most important thing is to make offers got to make offers because if you're not making offers, you're just wasting time. So if you have exactly. someone else, yep. If you have someone else out there doing a driving for dollars and you're making offers, I guarantee you guys, you will definitely close deals. And the cool thing about it too, is that these leads are free with the system, right? So we structure it with our property locator team to where the investor doesn't pay the property locator until the deal closes. And so at that point, there's zero out of pocket. So it reduced their marketing costs. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. And then we're even working on a service right now. We're going to grow your property locator team for you. 
So we wow. want it to be as plug and play as possible, game-changing industry things that nobody else is doing right now. And really just our goal is to help you get to your first or next deal as quickly as possible. And this system can definitely help you with that. And it helps you understand all the concepts we've been talking to today about, you know, following a script, you know, picking up the phone, making contact, turning contacts into contracts. Right. Grant Cardone says that, but I love how he says that. So, but that's what it is. It's a system that simplifies the contacts so you can get more contracts. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And then that will work if you already have a team, right? And they can just pivot right over into that system and do it a lot easier. Yep. If you're, if you're coming over from a system that had your team had someone driving for dollars for you. Basically, you just send that list to support. Support will get it uploaded into your system and it'll be a seamless transition um, from one to the other. You know, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are like, well, what if I've, you know, tried to pick up the phone before and, and I just, I didn't know what to say to sellers to get it, to, to get a property under contract and, or I, I got a lead, but I didn't know how to make the offer or I didn't know how to run numbers. Well, we include all that stuff. We have offer scripts. We have scripts, intro scripts that you're calling the sellers and you'll know exactly what to say to them. Even if you've never done a deal before, we have offer scripts, even if you never made offers before. And then we have calculators that will help you determine if a property is a good deal or not just from a simple red light, green light system that we have. So it truly is easy to use. And at the same time, we offer coaching within a group we have on Facebook, where we Perfect. hold you accountable and basically kind of walk you through the system and make answering questions. I think that's important. People start something new and they're like, I got a lot of questions. Is the support going to be there? We okay. have yep. amazing support and we do that. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Chris, I really want to appreciate you, but before we go, we're going to put you on a hot seat real quick. We're going to put Chris on the hot seat. Um, so Chris, starting out. Starting out, sir, what would you do differently? Ooh, starting out, what I would do is I would focus, right? When I first started, I was focused on, you know, wholesaling made the most sense, but then I'd have this guy talking about lease options and I'd have this guy talking about rehabbing and I'd have this guy talking about raving private money. And then I'd have this guy saying, wholesale this way with this marketing channel and then wholesale this way with this one. Yep. I would pick one, right? I would pick one and I would run full speed ahead. And I'd tune everything else out in tunnel vision and until I had success and I'd move on. That's what we help people do with the uh, flip team software. We get them focused. So they're focusing on one thing and then moving forward. And that's what I would do. It's a big, big game changer. A book you can read on this, very powerful, is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it'll help you get in the mindset and understand how powerful focus can be. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then what is one characteristic you believe every high achiever should have? Commitment. Commitment. Yep. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that are interested, but they're not committed. They, they, they say, oh, I tried real estate and I was never successful at it before. It's because you were interested. You weren't committed. You're mm -hmm. committed. You would have seen it through. Didn't matter if it took six months like it took me. Doesn't matter if it took nine months like it took you. Doesn't matter if it yep. took two years like I've heard some people say, right? At the end of the day, it's are you interested or are you committed? If you're committed, there's nothing that can stand in your way, right? Yep. If you're interested, anything can. Anything can. Well, Chris, thank you so much. We'll make sure we have everything in the show notes. I really appreciate you being here, man. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, we will definitely have you again because we have some more information that we want to get out to the general public about what you're doing because you're doing some amazing things in the wholesale arena. I knew you through another platform, through another group, and I was just amazed at some of the things that you were doing with cold calling. So thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. So in parting words, give us one word of caution or one word of motivation to keep us going and moving forward. Action. Just take massive and consistent action. And that was like really like four words, but the key word is action. And if you take action, you'll have the results that you're looking for. Okay, guys, get out there, take massive action. You know exactly what to do. Chris gave you instructions. Let's move immediately to start taking action. I'm Marcus Maloney with my guest, Chris Logan. We appreciate you being with us on today. If you need any resources, remember, you can go to MarcusEMaloney.com. That's MarcusEMaloney.com. And also, we'll make sure we have our YouTube 
Facebook, Instagram link down in the show notes below. And Chris, before we let you go, how can we get in touch with you? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll put some contact information below. If anybody's interested in the flip team system and they have questions on that, they can follow us on Facebook. I believe it's facebook.com forward slash flip team. If you want to get in contact with me directly, you can send me a message, Chris at riserealestategroup.com. That's my real estate company. And any questions on flip team, support at flipteam.io. And uh, that's how you can uh, reach me. We'll post our YouTube channel below as well as other social media pages too. So that way you guys can Find us on there and we can sharpen iron. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day and we'll make sure everyone else have a wonderful day as well. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that was Chris Logan. And as you can hear and as you can see, he definitely have his numbers dialed in with his cold calling team and with his cold cold calling processes. So if you want more information about cold calling and how this strategy works, just feel free to shoot me a message, let me know, and I can let you know some of the numbers that we're doing and, you know, put you in the right place, in the right position with some of our dollars, where we get our VAs, everything like that. So we can definitely help you, you know, to get your cold calling skills and resources up. So again, this is Marcus Maloney. If you need purchase contracts, assignment agreements, uh, memorandum agreements, just go to MarcusEMaloney.com. We have tons of free content there. This video will be posted there as well as all of our podcast videos are posted there as well. So again, you know what to do. Remember to always enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.